Welcome to another episode. My name's Jose Naharo, and here we're going to take a look at TTWO Earnings. This is Take-Two Interactive Software, another video game company. The last few episodes have been on EA Games, and I'm here searching for the best video game company to invest in. So EA Games wasn't bad. Let's take a look at TTWO, and the upcoming episodes, I'm going to take a look at Activision. Like always, I have my buddies Darth Bear and Bull Solo ready to keep track to see how the company is doing. All the information was taken from TTWO's investors website. I also used Seeking Alpha to take a look at the transcript of the earnings call. And I also used the SEC's website to take a look at the 10Q report that they posted for this earnings. So this is, like I mentioned, right, quarter one of fiscal year 2020 for TTWO. And here we're going to start off right off the bat. Earnings per share were actually $0.27, cents, um, and it beat by $0.23. Cents. Revenue was $422 million and it beat by $65 million. So both these numbers are pretty good. And right off the bat, we're going to give a point to Bull Solo. So if you guys take a look at their 10Q report, those numbers are going to be different. It's going to show you a $540 million in, in revenue and $0.41 cents in earnings per share. And that's just the way they do. They collect revenue, right? These numbers that I showed are based on net bookings. And we'll talk about that in a few. So some of the top highlights, right? Overall revenue grew 39% to that $540 million. Net cash flow provided by operating activities increased to $108 million. This company, that's good to see a positive operating cash flow. Net bookings grew 46% to $422 million. And that's that other revenue I talked about, the main revenue I'm taking a look at. And another great thing is the company raised its outlook for the year of 2020. So you're saying, Jose, why are there two different types of revenues? The first, the company is showing 540 in their 10Q report, but you're telling us this 422. So both revenues are correct, but for companies like this, net bookings are usually the most important revenue to take a look at. So net booking is defined as the net amount of products and services sold digitally or sold in physical during the period and includes licensing fees, merchandise, in-game advertising, strategy guides, and publisher incentives. So net bookings are all the revenue that was made this quarter. So this quarter alone, TTWO made $422 million of revenue. The other 120 were past sales that were just being delivered now. So it was what we call deferred revenue. But in, in overall, you want to see net bookings increase, and that's what we're seeing here. So in 2019, for this quarter one, net bookings was $422 million. Net bookings last time, that last year, same quarter was $288 million. So we can see there is a huge increase in net bookings for this company. And that is a wonderful thing to see. So Bull Solo gets another point. Oops, that was Darth Bear. Bull Solo gets another point. So like we talked, total net bookings grew 46% to $422 million compared to same time last year. 46%, that is a huge amount. That means this company is definitely growing. If you guys took a look at the EA episode, we saw that net bookings for same time this quarter compared to last quarter was pretty much flat line. So this is crazy to see that this, this company is a little different from EA Games. So net bookings from recurrent consumer spending grew 55% and accounted for 67% of the total net booking. So that's something I don't, I, I'm, I'm going to frown upon within this episode. I don't like recurrent 
recurrent consumer spending would be such a huge portion of the company's portfolio. So the largest contributors to net bookings were Grand Theft Auto Online, Grand Theft Auto 5, NBA 2K19, Borderland Franchise, Red Dead Redemption, and Red Dead Online. So this company definitely has a lot of games in its portfolio. So it's, that's definitely a great thing. Digital delivered net bookings grew 51% to $382 million as compared to $258 million in the last physical year and accounted for 91% of total net bookings. So this is pretty crazy, right? All 91% of their total net bookings were delivered digitally. So we can see we are definitely entering a digital time in the video game sector where most uh, 91%, right? 91% of the total sales this quarter were made through digital outlooks. Next, we're going to take a look at the revenue breakdown. So first, we're going to take a look at product revenue. So product revenue is primarily compromised of the portion of revenue from software products that is recognized when the customer takes control of the product. So this is when the comp- uh, uh, this is this revenue is collected right when we the company sells a game. So we can see product revenue is 116 million dollars for this company and it grew from 78 same time last quarter. So that's always good, right? We'd like to see that constant growth in revenue in all sectors. Next we have service and other revenue Service and other revenue is compromised from game-related services. So this is where you have your virtual currency transactions, in-game purchases, extra DLCs. So here we can see last time, last time last year was three hundred and nine million, and right now it's four hundred and twenty-four million dollars. So that's a huge increase in there. This is the real revenue breakdown I want to take a look at, and this is the same reason EA Games had a point for Darth Bear. So here we can see there's two types of of revenue here. So we have full game and other revenue. So full game and other revenue primarily includes of the initial sale of full game software products, which may include offline and or significant game related services. Then we have recurrent consumer spending. And this is revenue generated from ongoing consumer engagement and includes revenue from virtual currency, add-on content, and in-game purchases. This type of revenue accounts for 58% of the company's total revenue. And that to me is such a huge portion. I mean, eventually what happens when people stop buying extra products when when playing a video game? I don't like to see this being such a huge portion of a company's revenue. And for that reason, Darth Bear gets a point here. And EA Games have the similar style. I mean, this is where the video game sector is going to, but how long can it really last? And now just to show you guys, right, physical copies is definitely a dying breed, but it's still growing. Over 79% of the total revenue, 540 million, 79% of it came from digital sale. The rest came from physical sales. But one thing to note, right, is physical is still, both digital and physical are still growing for the company. Physical was 73 million last year and right now sitting at 112 million. So that's a nice, healthy 40 million increase. And then we have digital last year was 315 million, 427 this quarter. So again, things are looking good. This company is definitely a growing company. So just for you guys, for the for the investors that don't know, TTW, had, I did not know this until I did research. They have four major major labels. So it's pretty good to know that this company is has different genres, right? Rockstar's more action, 2K has a lot of sports. Private Divisions, we're going to see, has a lot of shooter, RPG, sci-fis. And Social Points, it's a lot of mobile-type games. So they are definitely split up into different genres and different games which is a good news for for a video game company. 
So this is just a quick list of the following titles that were released in since April 1st, 2019. They have a healthy list of games that they've released. And you can see the different platforms, right? For 2K, they did Borderlands, which is a nice console system. They also released NBA 2K Mobile for Android and things. Social Points delivered another Android and iOS. We have Red Dead Online Spring Update. We got PC games. And all this has just been in the last three months. That is pretty impressive for a company, a video game company. I don't think EA has a strong as a strong list like this at the moment. Then we'll take a look at Take Two's lineup for future titles. We can see this company has a lot building up for this year. We can see August, August, September, September, October, October, November, November, December, and sometime in the 2021. We can see this company has a huge amount of games coming out just this this year alone. So now let's take a look at some future game updates. So the first thing is I want to take a look at this one game that they are releasing in 2021. It's by the private division sector. It was announced. It's called Disintegration. And it's a new sci-fi first-person shooter from B1 Interactive. So I don't norm, I don't want to spend too much time talking about one game, right? I don't really care about what the game is. But I want to I, I care about who this V1 Interactive Studio is. And they were co-founded by the former creative director at Bungie who is also who was also the co-creator of Halo. So that's pretty impressive to have someone with that kind of resume working on this game. They also are working with esports. They have the NBA 2K League, their joint venture with NBA. So that's pretty good that they're also going into the esports. One thing I did see EA Games was definitely focusing pretty heavy on esports. I don't see TTWO doing that at the moment, but we can see right from their game lines the only real game in the competitive field i would say would be the nba games they did announce a new program through which rockstar games social club members and twitch prime subscribers join together and create a discount on games when linking accounts so that's pretty good right you definitely want to see this company build relationships with other big companies they are investing heavily in opportunities to grow increase presence and in mobile and capitalize on emerging distribution channels and business models such as free-to-play games, streaming, and subscription base. We can see this company definitely has a good a good roadmap for the future, and I definitely like to see that. They definitely want to continue growth initiatives in Asia, where strategy is to broaden and distribute their existing products and expand online gaming presence, especially in China and South Korea. And we know, right, South Korea is such a huge video game company, right? That's where all we have all these people playing StarCraft, WarCraft, and all these professional gamers. 2K has also secured a multi-year license from the NBA to develop online version of the NBA simulation game in China, Taiwan, South Korea, and Southeast Asia. So we can see, right, this company has done, is definitely going and spreading out its wings to make sure it has a future growth for, for a future roadmap. And for that reason, Bull Solo gets another point here. Bull Solo is doing pretty good. And we can see this video game company definitely has a nice portfolio. It's definitely growing, and it has it has a good roadmap for it for its future. Shareholder return. Unfortunately, this company, as a growing company, you most likely see shareholders return to be non-existent. So normally, I, I do not want to. I would not give a point to Darth Bear here because it's not their. It's not like they had a buyback program and then canceled it. That to me would be bad news. But if a company never had a buyback program and it still continues to not have one, that's not a to me. It's not a bearish move. It means this company wants to use its money elsewhere to continue to grow, and that's actually a good thing. 
But just a good thing, as of June 30th, 2019, the company had short-term investments and cash of $1.5 billion. This company only has $125 million in debt. That's it. And this $125 million are only lease payments for properties. Not, this company does not have a long-term loan. So that's definitely a great thing to know. And that I can't wait to see the balance sheet of this company in the next episode. I'm pretty pumped. Or TTWO, I'm already liking it with everything I'm seeing. So remember, that's another point for Bull Solo here. The dark side slide. So the dark side slide is something I just started to do. And there's always risk for owning a company. And I just wanted to show some of those risks. The major risks are, number one, what if the upcoming games fail? Number two, live service or that reoccurring revenue is 58% of the total revenue this quarter. What if slowdown happens? People might still buy the games, but they might slow down in overall the reoccurring customers. So that's it's it's pretty sucky that there is that is total fifty eight percent of the total revenue. So if that starts to go down, revenue will take a big hit. So these are things one needs to take a look at, right? At the moment, I did think that EA Games had a little bigger dark side slide compared to TTWO. But it's still pretty much the same cost. So now we're going to take a look at the outlook based on the company for quarter two. So the second quarter ending in September 30th, 2019, they expect a range of $855 million to $900 million of net revenue. And let's take a comparison to the numbers of last quarter two. So last quarter two was $494 million in revenue. They expect net income to be $118 to $130 million compared to 25 million last quarter so those are huge growth numbers and right that for that reason there's no reason why bull solo does not deserve a point in this in this slide next they are expecting net bookings are expected to range between 86 to 910 million dollars and that's pretty good when this current quarter it was only 420 we can see the growth and remember the biggest the biggest Net bookings for video game companies seem to be quarter three, where that incorporates um, the video game, the, all the holiday sales, Black Friday, Christmas, and any other holidays happening during that time. So quarter three is going to be even higher than quarter two. So that, to me, is looking pretty good for TTWO. Next, we're going to take a look at Outlook based on the company for the physical year of, of 2020. And here we can see they expect 2.8. 2.8 to 2.9 billion dollars, a net income of 425 to 450, and income per share is expected to be so EPS is expected to be $3.70 to $3.96. They are expecting a positive operating cash flow and net bookings to range between 2.6 to 2.7 million dollars. And just for your current numbers, right? Current numbers are $2.67 billion in revenue. So that's about a $0.2 billion, 0.2 to $0.3 billion increase. That's definitely great numbers. Current net income is $333 million compared to the 425 to 250 that they are that they are expecting. Again, really great growth. And earnings per share, they're expecting almost $4, where this year was almost $3. So again, another point for Bull Solo. And they, this, are, this is looking pretty good, especially when we take a look outlooks based on analysis they expect even a higher range of earnings per share they expect somewhere between four dollars and 72 cents opposed to the 396 and this is something we see right how i am more likely to follow analysis estimates than the company's estimate and that's for one reason alone 
companies tend to downplay what they're going to make because they are worried that if they say one number and they miss, then things are going to go bad. Uh, but that's that's I don't think that's the best way to go around it. And for that reason, I'd like to follow the outlook based on analysis. Um, revenue, though, we can see is it's not growing as heavy as I thought it would be. Um, so it's something I want to take a look at when we take a look at comparison of other of the other companies. What would I value it at? So just this is something I'm going to keep in for the three episodes. EA has a forward PE of 20 point of 20 of around 20. ATVI has a forward PE of 22.3. TTW has the highest forward PE of about 27.43. And we can see the huge portion of that is EA Games is not a big grow, grower like we have EA. Um, EA is not a big grower how we see TTWO. So that's definitely another reason why we see a higher forward PE for TTWO. I haven't taken a look at ATVI, but that's okay. Taking a look at past data on average, the price to earnings ratio for this company fluctuates somewhere between 30 to 80. And it's it's pretty crazy fluctuation. So for me, based on everything we saw, I would be okay with a somewhere around a 30 PE ratio for the 2021 earnings per share of $5. So that would mean that at most I would pay is $150. This company is currently at $123. So it's definitely a company I want to I would invest in. But like I said, I want to take a look at these three and pick the best company at the moment. So that's it for me, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Let me know what you guys thought about this episode. I hope you guys are enjoying this whole video game series. I can't wait to take a look at ATVI. But remember, before this, I'm going to take a look at the actual numbers and see at the actual numbers of TTWO. That would be the next episode where I take a look at their at their financial numbers for each past data and see how they how they compare to to what they just reported and, and then after that i'll definitely see if i still feel comfortable with this pe ratio then i'll take a look at atvi activation and after that i'll do a whole episode basing on which would be the best the best video game stock to purchase out of the three so let me know which one you think it's gonna be i, I definitely like ttwo a little bit more than ea at the moment but once i dig in a little deeper or put them comparison side by side it might change but ttwo definitely likes i'm liking a lot especially with that zero debt minus the 125 that they have for leases so make sure to subscribe guys post on the comments give me a thumbs up and let me know what you guys think take care have a good night